Oh no. <laughs> okay. Okay, super. Yeah, that's great. Okay, let's go. I'm glad you're listening to the ETH podcast. This is the last of many episodes coming from us, the Audio Bande. And that's why we're going to look back today. We're revisiting two of our very first guests when we started four years ago, Agnieszka Rozniak and Hanno Kappen. Both of you were part of the very first episodes of the podcast. And at the time, both of you were in Zurich. And right now, today, only I am here in Zurich. You couldn't be further away from each other geographically. What are you doing in India, Agnieszka? And what are you doing in LA, Hanno? Agnieszka, please go first. What I'm doing in India, uh, so it's actually very funny. So when I graduated in 2020, it was middle of COVID. So my original plan was to, before starting my job, to actually go traveling. Uh, but since it was the middle of COVID and traveling was not possible, I just started my job. And now after two years, basically, yeah, more or less like two years after graduation, I decided, okay, it's time to revisit my plans and go for traveling. And then I basically arranged things with my work and combined some unpaid leave with some holidays. And now I'm traveling in Asia for two months. So that brought me to India, yes. <laughs> and you, Hanna, what are you doing in Los Angeles? I am working and living in Los Angeles for the last four years now. We'll speak about why you're in Los Angeles later on, because there is a correlation between your time at ETH and your journey to Los Angeles. But let's look back now quickly. Okay, so we just got selected uh, to our teams. We saw our challenges. So now we know who is in our team. Now we know who are we going to spend the next four days locked in this tiny cube. So yeah, basically, let's do it. Agnieszka, what were you talking about? What was Incube? It seems like a different lifetime. It's like it was so long ago and so much has happened. So it's not so easy to answer this question. Um, but Incube was a very exciting uh, student project from like the ETH Entrepreneurship Club, where we were teamed up with uh, basically a random group of people and we were supposed to being locked in a glass box, come up with a startup idea to solve a given problem. And you, Hanno, you worked for Swiss Loop. What is Swiss Loop? It's still a student organization that exists at ETH. And back in the days, it was like a focus project between mechanical and electric engineers to design a, a pod. So we call it a pod for a vacuum train system And it was all hosted by SpaceX as like a competition for students. It was all about speed. And an essential part of this pod were the batteries. And let's listen how I introduced you back then. The man who is responsible for the batteries is Hanno, a tall muscular student with a boyish face. He's working in a separate building in the suburbs of Zurich, where the team built the pod together. And also the dangerous batteries. I'm somehow responsible that all the electronic stuff works nicely together and also the communication to the inverters, which then um, power the motors. What Hanno doesn't know yet, the inverters will play a crucial part later in this story. So there's 
a lot of um, electronics involved in this year's project and my um, system as a whole is mandatory to have the whole pot to work. So there, there are some problems you can work around, but if a major part fails in our system or my system especially, then um, the whole pot will not work properly. And this is very somehow very stressful for me, but I know the risk and I, I'm very confident that it works in the end. The end means the Hyperloop competition in Los Angeles, what the whole Swiss Loop team worked so hard for. Hanno, do you remember what happened then? <laughs> I do, <laughs> vividly. So when we, when we came to LA and we were at the competition, we had one critical test, which is a test in a vacuum chamber to test the system under like um, low pressure conditions. And we unfortunately didn't test our components to that particular pressure. And there's like a, like a, the passion curve just like slopes up again. And there's like a, some nuances to this, but um, we unfortunately just damaged equipment in that, that vacuum environment. And it um, basically ended up in like a full system failure and we couldn't, couldn't fully compete at the competition. It was like a, a big miss, uh, but that's sometimes how it goes in engineering and you have to just learn from your mistakes. And in a way, this failure, this big mess opened quite a few doors for you. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, like fortunately, because of that failure, I had to start like debug a lot of things uh, on the fly and just like look into uh, what, what went wrong. And since I was responsible for the batteries back then, um, they also faulted. And I was closely working with SpaceX in their battery department to like figure out what was going going on and the the battery engineer apparently was like impressed with my work and my approach to to these uh kind of issues and that's how the conversation started with like SpaceX and the boring company about my employment so let's get back to Agnieszka and go back to four years ago when she was taking part in the incube project hi Jennifer so this is a last day of incube which is incredible we have 20 minutes to our final, final presentation when we will pitch the idea which created over the last four days. What's really funny is that it's our ninth prototype, the solution which we will actually present. So we really refought a lot during the whole process. We were circling around like crazy, up and down. A failure, success, failure, success. I don't know if this is something what I can officially say at the podcast but this is what it is we are super hyped i think we really love our idea although they say do not fall in love with your prototype it's too late we fall in love i am standing in front of the incube waiting my team is inside for the last 20 minutes playing some crazy music and basically dancing around as we used to uh, during those four days so yeah the incube is ending unfortunately so i guess it's time for me to go dance the last time and go to the final event bye agnieszka failure success back and forth hyped dancing extremely motivated is there something Are there things you have to deal with today as well in your job that you profited from doing this or being part of Incube at the time? 
Oh, wow. That, that, that's like a very big question. So first of all, I mean, it's, it's very funny to listen to it again, because like I can hear all of this like excitement and motivation in my voice. And this brings a lot of memories. So yes, I mean, so basically I work in R&D center at the moment in a company called Esri. Um, so I do deal with a lot of like challenges in my daily work and I need to come up with a lot of like creative solutions and basically make things from scratch. So this works, this is for sure like kind of the same type of approach of basically figuring out things from scratch and just dealing with failure and coming over and over through different solutions or different approaches. Um, and yeah, and also what's what's funny, it's like uh, our R&D center actually started as a startup, which was a spin-off from ETH. So mm, it's, a, it's a company, it's like a privately owned company, but in a sense, it also has this like a bit of a startup feeling within the team and within the people. So yeah, there, there is something to it for sure. Can you tell me what the company does or what it stands for? Yes, so um, what it stands for it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't explain or doesn't help much. Um, but the company is basically a GIS company, which is Geographic Information System. And we produce software for maps, basically, long story short. Um, yes, um, and our logo is actually a science of where. So it's really all about like geography and information. Hanno, we want to go back to you now. At the time we met you four years ago, you spoke about possible future plans about your future, and let's take a year full. The not very successful competition in LA was a huge success for one of the Swiss Loop members. Do you remember Hanno, the person in charge of the batteries? He was approached by engineers of Elon Musk's boring company. And then they said before we had the the damage that they would like to interview me for a job offer. And then all the uh, bad stuff happened and we tried to uh, do that first. And afterwards I asked if they still were interested in doing an interview. I was unsure, but they weren't. So they said that they were very impressed also by how I handled all the stuff with the damage itself. They were even more impressed after the damage than they were before. So that was kind of good, I guess. And as far as I know, they sent out four job offers in total for the competition. So four out of maybe 300 people got a job offer. And I was uh, blessed to be one of them. So I somehow saw that I cannot really uh, decline the offer. Okay, we get it. This is a once-in-a-lifetime chance. But what about his girlfriend in Zurich? Yeah, that's um, an issue. But still, she said she would support me either way. That, of course, means that I would um, have to move out and move to L.A., but she understands my decision. But still, it's, uh, it was tough. As soon as he gets his visa, Hanno, with his bachelor's degree from ETH Zurich, will work full-time as one of three electronic engineers at the Boring Company in L.A. Since that's a full job and I won't have any time left, I will do my master's. Not yet. It's a very open contract, but uh, still. I don't know, maybe if it's not good working there, you don't know. I guess it will, but uh, still. If there are some issues, I would come back and um, start my master's. 
this was four years ago, and on my screen I can see you're laughing. What happened since? <laughs> well, uh, as you as you can see, I didn't come back and did not start my master's, so it's it's kind of funny to like look back and um, hear to what I was saying. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I do, I still have a good time, and I think like I gained a lot of experience that I would have not otherwise. Uh, If I would have went back to school, not saying like you shouldn't get a master's, like you should definitely if you don't know what you're doing or if you're still uh, trying to like um, specialize more in a field, that's definitely the way to go. But I, I feel like for what I'm doing and like what I still am trying to do, like this, this wasn't the way to go. And like, I am not sad about not having gone back. So, And of course, I want to know what happened to your relationship. <laughs> uh, I mean, obviously we were not... Uh, we didn't want to go into like a long distance relationship and we did break up, but we are still in touch. So like uh, we, we stayed friends and whenever I come back to Zurich, which is like, like quite often, like usually I try to like two or three times I go back and whenever I go back to Europe, I always fly into Zurich because I, I just, I love the city and like, uh, there's like a lot of friends that I still have there. And then we meet up and like just tag up and we, we're still like on good terms, which is nice. Both of you, when you look back at your time at ETH, what sticks with you? What shaped you? What do you think of when you look back? The main thing that comes to my mind when I think about time at ETH is how much it helped me to go through things that I thought are not possible to go through. So basically, I don't know, like manage projects, uh, manage like some very big, complicated projects in some very limited time or just manage multiple tasks with certain deadlines, which seemed like too much, or just understand very complex ideas or concepts that I thought are, are beyond my capabilities. So I think it's kind of, in a sense, the thought that doing the impossible is kind of possible. You just need to take it one step at a time. And you, Hanno? Like, from what I've seen... Like, especially with like engineering in the US, like the quality of uh, education at ETH is very high, like in the international field. And like, I, I mean, I've also interviewed and hired a lot of people throughout the, the last four years. And um, I'm always like trying to compare to like my experience. And it's hard because like um, ETH is so good in what they are doing, especially in engineering. And like, I'm, I'm very fortunate to have had this um, education. So both of you were part of our first episodes. We had a series on spin-offs and of startups at ETH at the time. And you, Hanno, were part of Swiss Loop, and you, Agnieszka, were part of Incube. So you were in different episodes and in different projects. You don't know each other, but do you have a question for each other? I have a question. Hanno, are you going to do your master's? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> No, um, I don't know. I'm actually like looking into starting my own company. So no, that's not in the cards anymore. Okay. Oh, wow. But, that's, uh, we'll see that's how that amazing. goes. That's actually very exciting. Yeah. So um, where is your company based? Um, so my company is based in US actually. And it's actually in Redlands, which is in California. Really? So yeah, yeah, you have so to hit me up. I, we, we should meet whenever you I mean, like, time. Yeah. So it's, it's actually an American company, which is like has a different branches and R&D centers spread all around the world. And just one of them happens to be in Zurich. Nice. Yeah, so whenever you're here, let me know. And um, I'm happy to 
to connect with you. And Hanno, Agnieszka just told us what her company does, the company that she works for and works in. Maybe you can tell us something about the company you work for at the moment and also maybe what kind of company you're planning for. So the thing is, my, my friend from SpaceX, him and three other people, they started a food robotics company and they went into pizza because it's like the biggest market in the US for like delivery food. So what we are doing is we, we are designing a machine or we have already designed a machine that we put into a truck that um, makes pizza from raw ingredients, saying like dough that we prefab and then sauce, cheese and toppings. And end of last October, we actually finished our design process and like got it buttoned up so that we um, actually went out to the public and are selling pizzas now in the streets of Los Angeles. Um, and actually this last weekend was the first weekend that we made money from the pizza. So we are like in a very exciting, exciting phase and like starting to get revenue. And uh, like the, the company itself is like changing a bit from like all the um, startup like VC and now going into actually making revenue and like going into a real business. That's very exciting. And then like as far as uh, what I'm trying to do, I have no idea. Like I'm still figuring it out. It's been a it's it's a hard process and like there's so many things that you can tackle, but like it also has to like make some money. So <laughs> do you have advice for students at ETH? Is there something students need to know about, I don't know, finding a path into life? Practical experience is super important, especially in engineering. Like if you can show that you have done something physically and also like have done something wrong and how you learn from it. That's like the best experience that you can show. And it's not just like studying, like having good grades. So like if you can do and make things, that's like the most important, at least in engineering. But I think it applies to, to many fields too. And you, Agnieszka, is there something you want to tell young people who are studying at ETH? Yes, I would definitely say like follow your instincts and go with your gut and basically take up the classes or topics that you're just really interested and really passionate about. And don't worry if it seems to be a random choice because sooner or later you will find a way to connect all the dots and then find a job or, I don't know, start a company or just find an idea for yourself which lets you to use all the skills that at this moment in time you may, be, you may think that are not related. What are your dreams? I'd love to create something myself. And I hope that I have the connections here that I can do that. But we'll see. We'll see how it works out. I think I would like to never stop learning and always keep being challenged and also find a way to inspire young people, especially women, to work in technology and be excited about it. Thank you very much, Hanno and Agnieszka, for being part of this. It was very nice to revisit you and talk to you again and look back and take an earful of what we all sounded back then four years ago. The ETH podcast is going to go into a creative break and in the coming spring there will be something new from ETH to listen to. My name is Jennifer Kakshuri. Together with Thies Wachter and Luki Fretz from the Audiobande, we produced 43 episodes of the ETH podcast. And now we say goodbye. Our stories will still be here in your podcast feed and also on the website of ETH. Keep on listening to podcasts. Thanks and goodbye.